Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. This episode is a little bit different because we're going to be diving deep into a docu-series called House of Hammer, which airs on Discovery+. Plus. It's a three-part docu-series all about Army Hammer and the Hammer Dynasty. Army Hammer's an actor. You might recognize him from movies like The Social Network, Call Me By Your Name, The Lone Ranger. And this docu-series really dives deep into his family's legacy. His great-grandfather was Armand Hammer, a very powerful, very wealthy man. Uh, whose granddaughter was Casey Hammer, also Army's aunt. Casey's on the podcast today. She's one of the consultants on this docuseries. She's also one of the talking heads, so she gives her experience with the Hammer dynasty. It's all super fascinating stuff, and if you're not familiar, you can go watch the trailer on YouTube or go to Discovery Plus, watch it. It's three parts. I got to see the first two. Super excited to watch the third part. It's intense, though. Then this conversation that I have with Casey is intense, too, so if you're not into that, I understand we get into abuse allegations, and I want to read this description of the House of Hammer from Discovery Plus to let you know a little bit more about the series if you're unfamiliar uh, and then I hope you'll listen to this interview with Casey Hammer because it's, I think it's great. But uh, this is from Discovery Plus. So House of Hammer, the highly anticipated Discovery Plus docuseries chronicling the deeply troubling accusations leveled against critically acclaimed actor Army Hammer and the dark, twisted legacy of the Hammer dynasty. It features exclusive access and shocking revelations. The documentary takes viewers inside the Hammer family's dark power plays over the course of three revealing hours. Hammer's meteoric meteoric rise to fame came crashing down as victims came forward with disturbing stories of bondage, cannibalism, fantasies, branding, and that was just the beginning. The rape and abuse allegations brought against Army Hammer in 2021 shocked Hollywood insiders and fans across the globe. This docuseries begins in 2020 at the peak of Hammer's rise to fame, featuring exclusive revelations from Army's aunt, Casey Hammer, who's going to be on the podcast in just a minute, and multiple survivors of Army's alleged abuse. The docuseries brings to light dark secrets ranging from accusations of violence and abuse to political manipulation and financial fraud hidden within one of America's most prominent families. Each episode will shine a light on a depraved pattern of abuse that extends far beyond the accusations brought against the disgraced actor. Coupled with a trove of incredible archival footage, House of Hammer weaves together a chilling story of the dysfunction and wickedness that grow behind decades of power and money. So this family dynasty, that's just from Discovery Plus, but it's so, you, you can research, go to, uh, I look online about the Armin Hammer legacy, and we get into the reading of Armin Hammer's will. He ultimately left his son very little and left granddaughter Casey very little as well, instead deciding to give a majority of his belongings to army's father and that caused a lot of family dynamics to shift it caused a lot of issues and i always think that money causes so many problems in relationships whether they be familial or romantic and it seems like from what i've learned at least from this docuseries and the little research i've done that there was some crazy stuff happening 
And so I hope I did my best to handle this delicately. But again, I want to remind everyone that we get into some heavy triggering topics on this podcast episode. So turn it off if you're not interested. As well as I want to say that all of this is alleged and I'm no expert. I did my best to do my research and to be respectful of all the parties involved. But uh, as always, I'm no expert in any of this stuff. So I just did my best as an interviewer and hopefully you'll take away what you take away. And I love you all so much for listening. Please enjoy my chat with Casey Hammer. We have a special guest. Her name is Casey Hammer. Casey is Army Hammer's aunt. Armand is her grandfather. Julian is her father. And Michael is her brother. Casey, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. I got a chance to see the first two parts of this documentary. It was so incredibly fascinating. I think a lot of people, particularly during the early part of the pandemic, were following this news story that was unfolding regarding Army Hammer and some of the relationships he was having. And it led a lot of people to your book, which is called Surviving My Birthright. And people connected a lot of the dots during the pandemic and started to realize there was a history of power and corruption. And I wonder when... In your upbringing, was there a point where you started to realize that money sort of equaled power, or was there a point where you realized that your family wielded a lot of power? It was terrifying and challenging and scary growing up in that family because back when I was growing up, there was no social media. So you didn't know that rich, famous people didn't all behave the way my family did behind closed doors, because a lot of um, the abuse that I endured as a child and growing up um, wasn't talked about. And again, you think that your parents are supposed to be there to protect you and keep you safe. And yet they're allowing and participating in just really awful behavior. And as you can see in House of Hammer, um, it goes very deep. And and I'm here to shine a light on multi-generational uh, forms of abuse in the hammer men. And again, it doesn't just, you just don't wake up one day and become a monster. I mean, this is something that gets passed down in a sense of learned behavior. I mean, you saw as a child, I held a phone book while my father shot at me. I mean, th- that was just a normal day I- existence for me. And And what do you mean? That's not the way life is growing up. I mean, that For a hammer, it was. And for me, it was quite normal. And I don't think it was until I was in my 30s, to be honest with you. Um, And you saw in House of Hammer where I had that moment where the simulated rape scene when I was working with a producer to shoot B-roll. And um, basically, there was a moment where I went off on the person who was pretending to attack me. And in that moment, something snapped and I almost killed him. Like literally it was so horrifying. My body took over and it was um, defense. I mean, again, it was something that was deep rooted in my cells and it came forward. So it's something that sticks with you and it's not just the physical aspects of abuse. It's mental too, because it's, brainwashing, mind control. It's like the people that want to know everything about you and and go to great lengths to keep you terrified so that you are submissive in a sense. I'm curious what advice you would have for someone who might be in a situation where uh, obviously it would be maybe different than your experience in the Hammer family, but someone who is an experience of abuse and maybe doesn't 
realize it or, or isn't able to put the pieces together, what advice would you have? Well, I'm hoping that by sharing this story and coming forward, that people will see that not only if you come from a family of wealth and power and men behaving badly who feel they're, you know, basically above the law and can get away with all of it, that it's not okay in any situation. Um, And it's something that needs to be talked about and a light needs to be shined on it. And then again, it's, it's, if someone sees a little bit of themselves in my story or my situation or another one of the victims or anybody that came forward in House of Hammer, it's, it's a way of creating a safe space for people to realize, wow, these, these people are coming forward and, and sharing and talking. And it really helps to empower others to, to step forward and heal. What was your relationship with Army during his upbringing? I know you're estranged from the family now, but did you have a relationship with him as he was growing up? Basically, up until he was probably four or five years old, my grandfather passed away and then they moved to the Cayman Islands. So up until that point, you know, he was the prince who, you know, was heir to the throne and, you know, men were the bloodline, the vital, the importance of the Hammer family. Um, My father was an only child, so it was a very small group of people. And then I was, you know, the granddaughter and women in the Hammer family and the Hammer world were insignificant. They were like ornaments. They were, you know, take out the trash kind of disposable people. And so I was told all along, as long as I said the right thing and looked a certain way and didn't embarrass anybody I would be taken care of for life. So that's kind of how they dress you up and take you out in the public and, and for the photographs. And then, yeah. Talk to us about, uh, there is a moment in the documentary that uh, your grandfather Armin passes away and there's a reading of the will. Can you take us through sort of that moment and, and what it was like you touched on this briefly just now, but, uh, you were left, I believe it was $250,000. Your father was left a, a very small amount. And and in this case, 250000 is actually a very small amount for what he was leaving behind. And Army's father actually got a larger portion. And so talk to me about that moment and the reading of the will and and what you were feeling in that moment. Again, what my grandfather had shared with me um, was quite different than what had happened. So again, it, it's more of in that moment, I remember it was like being in the middle of a Stephen King movie where the room's spinning and you're in the twilight zone, just being watching all this unfold around you. And it's so surreal and so helpless. And I remember my father was on drugs and was upset because he was just getting left the Rolls Royce. And, and it's as crazy as that sounds where you're trying to make sense of do you even understand what's about to happen and and the docuseries touches on that in my book I go into more detail about it surrounding all the events but again it's it's a very surreal moment where that was not the intention of my grandfather and um from what I understood and from the meetings that I had had with him so how did the fi- family dynamics change then once I uh- your brother was left a majority of the share of inheritance. And how did the dynamics change? Um, basically, from that point on, we all just kind of separated in a sense of 
trying to make sense of, of what was happening. Um, again, it all happened very quickly. You have to understand my grandfather always seemed to be on death's door at one point and then he would bounce back. And it was the running joke that he was going to live longer than all of us because he's not going to die. And I remember I was in Hawaii working um, and that's when I got the call when he passed away. And my father was in and out of mental institutions. And so he, even though he was next in line and, you know, the most important thing to my grandfather, um, he was not paying attention to a lot of what was happening. So we all kind of counted on each other. I mean, again, you watch movies about families. You think everyone's going to stick together and, and be a one cohesive unit. Well, it, it wasn't like that in, in money, our Money screws up everything, I think. I think money, and we always hear that in terms of marriages and relationships. They say, you know, one of the biggest problems with the relationships is money. And I, I think it definitely happens in families too. It can tear people apart. It really can. And and again, it's like I can stand here before you and say you can have as much money as you'll ever need and have everything you could ever want. And you're still miserable. So, again, when you think that money can buy happiness, it's not true. And you have to just pretty much let go of all of the outside stuff. You can't take it with you. So you really have to become at peace with the moment and realize in the bigger picture, there's a reason that all this is happening and you just have to figure out what that reason is and the, and, and move toward that light. It's um, it can be really empowering when you, when you let go of what you think happiness is and what you truly feel and believe it can be. So the documentary series, which I think I got the date wrong. It's actually September 2nd on discovery plus when it is released, uh, but the documentary series and your book surviving my birthright, it goes into a lot of uh, the, the details about your family life and upbringing. And I want to skip ahead a little bit. So uh, early in the pandemic, there are all these allegations that come up uh, about your nephew who's starred in tons of movies, most recently Call Me By Your Name, as well as some other bigger blockbuster movies. What was going through your mind when you started to see some of these allegations come out, some of these uh, sexual abuse and different women who were coming forward and and saying different things about their relationships with him? Were you able to connect the dots with your family or what was going through your head? When I first heard about the allegations, like you, I was learning about it through media and through my coworkers were sharing things with me. Um, again, it was about not being surprised or shocked based on my experiences and my upbringing. So I remember thinking, here's another hammer man. You know, it was almost like flashbacks to my childhood of, or young adults seeing the hammer name all over the place and knowing, Oh God, here we go again. The PR spin the this it, it's um, being in the limelight was not foreign to me. And then bad behavior from a hammer man is not foreign to me either. So again, you see in the docuseries, there's a lot of horrific moments that I was exposed to that, most people are very unnerved by it all. But for me, it was just, you know, another day in hammer land, I guess, if you wanted to to say that. But it really wasn't until it wasn't my intention for any of this in the beginning, because, again, I had written the book about seven years ago and, and self-published it. And it was mainly a, a healing for me, a journal to help me make sense of my life. And it was empowering when I finally did self-publish, but I was in control of the narrative. And then, you know, fast forward seven years, and I was working as a kitchen designer down in San Diego at Home Depot. And 
I got a message from my coworker saying, you better get on TikTok. There's someone called the Zen Blonde blowing up your life. And I had no idea the power of social media. I didn't grow up with it. So again, jumping on TikTok and watching the Zen Blonde out me and my book and in two hours, live read about 14 videos went viral, my life story on the screen and watching in disbelief. And now all of a sudden it was out of my control completely. Like I had no idea what's about what was about to happen. And I was terrified because it's like, what do I do? What I mean, again, it, it's one of those moments where the universe gives you a nugget and you can take it and run with it or ignore it. And I chose to, okay, how can I make lemonade out of lemons mm. in a sense, right? And that's when I decided, you know what? I can be an advocate for victims and I could shine a light by telling my story and embracing what's happening, not still knowing where that was going to lead me and see where I end up. And that's when the producers found me because again, a lot of the media wanted sound bites for Army's implosion from me. And I didn't want to go down that path. I mean, my purpose is if anybody wanted to talk to me and hear my story, it was about shining a light on victims and and really talking about everything that goes around that and getting them help. So again, it was when when the producers reached out the letter, they were I we read your book and we want to tell your story. I really, in that moment, was like, okay, let's just keep going and see where this leads. And as you can see from House of Hammer, I mean, it's hard to watch. And trust mm-hmm. me, I keep getting traumatized every time I watch it. Um, but it's worth it in the end if you come away, no matter why you tune in, right, for entertainment purposes, whatever, I guarantee you in three hours, you will be transformed in your way of thinking about people with money and influence and power and abuse and victims and consent and just accountability and all of that will be changed. And you will want to take a stand and, and make a difference. And I don't know, shout. Right? You mentioned consent and it was so fascinating to me that the documentary goes into a little bit about BDSM, which a lot of people associate with like the 50 shades of gray movies. And one of the, lights that it shines is that it also has to still be consensual. And so that's something that I I don't know if everyone always connects those dots. We have to take a quick break here. We'll be back with much more from Casey Hammer. As always, I want to remind you that everything said on this podcast is alleged. Alleged, allegedly. We don't want to get in trouble here at Everything Iconic. So I had to throw out that reminder. I also want to let everyone know that you can get my book. It's called How Do I Unremember This? Wherever books are sold. There's also an audiobook or you get a signed copy by going to everythingiconic.store. We have a recap of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills coming out this week, so check the podcast feed. And wherever you listen to Everything Iconic, make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button, whether you listen on Spotify, Apple, or one of the other platforms. It really helps us out a lot if you click the subscribe or follow. You can view the interview over at the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. I try to put up all the videos of the interviews there, the ones that I can. So be sure to subscribe over there as well, and we'll be right back.
Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. Look, the weather's getting warmer. You got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 300 65 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. All right. I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listing, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. 
you are in the documentary comparing it to Succession, which is this show on HBO that we all watch for entertainment value. I love that show. And I think sometimes we forget that this is these are practices that happen in real life and 10 times worse often with families like the Hammer family. Well, I think, too, with Succession, people watch it and they're riveted by it. The acting is brilliant. Right. And it's like that's why I started watching it. But um Again, it's scripted TV. So people are like, oh, it didn't happen, right? People are making this stuff up. And I'm here to say, no, it is truly yeah. happening. And uh, I'm a million times worse. And it is it is horrific and, and tragic. But it's like, that's what people, it's House of Hammer shines a light on that, that this is real dark, twisted stuff of people that control each other and have power over and, and, and there's no one to help them. And that's the worst feeling of all. I think with victims is the fact that you feel isolated and alone and abandoned. And what my job is, is to be able to look you in the eye and let you share your story with me and say, I hear you. I see you. I mean, again, when yeah. someone says that to you, wow, it's like a weight gets lifted from you and it's so freeing and, and, and beautiful. It's, it's a, it's a great experience. Have you heard from any of the Hammer family since the trailer for this documentary series has come out? Have you heard from anyone? I'm imagining they're not very happy that you're speaking out. I really think that once you watch House of Hammer and watch all three episodes, you'll you'll get question or answers to questions that you have. Um, again, it's not something I care to discuss in detail. And um, the last time I truly saw everyone was when my mom passed 14 years ago when we were all together. Uh, you touched on this a little bit in our chat earlier, but I'm curious about the relationship with the men to the women in the family. There's this thing that is comes up in the documentary about some of the women that Army was seeing and how he brought them to see, meet his mother, Drew, who's uh, someone that comes up a bunch. And I, I'm curious, what is, are the males in the family, what is their relationship to the women? What was your brother's relationship to your mom? And can you get into any of that? I think that one of um, my grandfather's, I mean, you see a lot of the women go in and out of the lives with my grandfather, Mm -hmm. with my father, et cetera. It's like, it's, it's, again, we're all disposable with my father being an only child and, and not having a large family. I mean, there was my real grandmother, um, Olga, who died when I was very young. There was my mother who ended up leaving my father when I was 11 and was destroyed in court by my grandfather. And so many years prior to that wanted to leave. Um, and my grandfather kept threatening her that he would destroy her. So she stayed out of fear until she finally had enough and got the courage to leave um, and took me. It was in that moment that you see how women are treated as a little girl growing up witnessing that it terrified me. So I've always tried to do the right thing and and be the good girl and not upset anybody. And you just kind of, you know, stuff all the emotions down inside. We were never allowed to express emotions or even cry in public. That was a sign of weakness. I mean, God forbid you're a hammer and you do something like that. It's like, oh, that's like, we're going to cut you off on that one. So again, for me, it's very freeing now late in life where I'm able to, in the last few years, not numb myself or escape or self-medicate. So it's a way of me experiencing all these emotions I'm having currently 
in real time without anything and being like a mess, but okay mess, right? So it's it's fascinating to me. I mean, again, I'm sitting here today in this moment. Everything is good. I've taken a breath and, you know, moved forward and hopefully, you know, impacted someone or helped someone. Do you think some of the actions of these men, they wanted people to find out about? It's like, that's what I kept thinking with your people like your grandfather and uh, your father and, and even army. It almost feels like they, they want people to find out they do these bad things so that they can show that they're able to get away with it. Does that make sense? Exactly. I, I really was just about to interject. Yes, they want people to know they're doing these bad things, I believe. And then knowing that they also escaped any type of accountability or punishment or that they got away with it. And that's even, I think, from what I witnessed growing up, more rewarding than actually committing the crime is getting away with it as well, because it's kind of like, you know, again, with my grandfather, he would record you and use that to blackmail you. So that's ex- exposed in the House of Hammer that the things that he would do to hold over you and and people acquiesce to it because it's like for fear of my family was very, very powerful, very powerful. Do you feel like you've healed from a lot of the traumas of your upbringing or is it sort of one of these things that's just going to be a, a work in progress? and? Have you reconciled with all of these things that have happened to you? You really have to make peace with where you are and who you are and know that, you know, again, it's not something you can do on your own in the sense of you need to believe in a higher power, this coming my experience or, you know, your, the universe, or, you know, I make jokes like, I will name all the hummingbirds and the plants and my car and just name things and constantly talk to them and then make a joke about this is what happens when, you know, you've had a really messed up life. You know, you kind of just revert back to your childhood. Like for me, just send me to Disneyland, plop me on a bench on Main Street and I'd be happy for the rest of my life. Right. I'm right Um, there with you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So it's kind of like you find joy in the littlest of things. And I think that's why I laugh a lot and I laugh at myself self because how crazy when I think back that I need 10,000 square feet to surround myself and my cats to live. Like Mm -hmm. that's the way I grew up. I grew up around excess, enormous lifestyles, larger than life people. And again, it's like each year, it's like, I also make the joke when I was younger, I had really long hair. And as you get older, you get it shorter and shorter and shorter because it's easier to take care of. Same kind of thing with your life. It's kind of like when you realize you don't need all that excess stuff that, you know, what you've got is enough. And if you can be okay with that and then put that out in the world, that just helps heal a lot of people. And There's so many people that are so consumed now with their phones. I mean, seriously, you walk on the street and they're going to run into you because they're not paying attention. There's so much around you that is worth paying attention to. Right. Uh, I want to ask, what do you say to the people who might be saying all of you are doing this documentary for uh, 15 minutes of fame or to sell a book or, or things like that? What do you say to those critics? I feel sorry for them because they really are messed up is if that's all they're seeing once they see house of hammer they're not it's it's almost like i don't waste my energy or my time on them because again it's 
That's why I'm grateful I don't necessarily do social media that much because there's, you know, a lot of people that have a lot of wonderful things to say, but every now and then there are those haters or those trolls and more than every now and then. Right. (laughs) And that one comment that you read and you're like, what? It's like, it doesn't make sense. And it's like, it's so hurtful. So it's best to just, you know, hope that the people that are attracted to this story are the people that are going to help rally around the survivors and the victims and help change their lives. What do you think ultimately will happen with ARMY? Does it worry you that perhaps the cycle will continue and there'll be, uh, he'll get away with a lot of the things that he's done? My hope is that House of Hammer is going to shine a huge light, whether people can heal from it or not. Um, they're not going to be able to continue what they're doing. And if for no other reason it stops the Mm -hmm. cycle, then I've done my job in a sense of shining a light and helping tell the story of how this got stopped. Because again, you don't want children to have to go through this. You don't want to expose any more people that, that don't have a choice or a voice or a way to pull themselves out of despair. I mean, literally. So again, I believe that this is going to help a lot of people. And that's, that's my hope. I was just so struck not to go back to this, but so struck at how a lot of the actions of, of army posting on social media and being so leaving such a clear paper trail of some of his actions, how they related back to things your grandfather and people in your family have done, obviously also wanting to show this thing of I'm untouchable and I have this really the ultimate power, which is I can do bad things and get away with it. And uh, it's very fascinating. This whole thing was incredibly fascinating. Well, I think too, if you look at the main guy, my grandfather, no one's ever going to top his accomplishments or top what he, Mm -hmm. he did ever. And I remember my father, we always said my father was smarter than my grandfather, but because he had such big shoes to fill, he was never going to be acknowledged or held accountable for any type of success because it'd always be compared to my grandfather. So he resorted in doing bad behavior and getting caught like bad things and, and bad publicity. And that got my grandfather's attention because then my grandfather would have to step in and clean it up. But because he was my grandfather's only child, he was always forgiven. So again, it, it was that whole, like no man or generation in the family is ever going to talk. My grandfather, that was a whole different time, right? We all know that that was just a different time. So again, I think everyone's trying. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories so much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made 
for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I know that the documentary series and your book can't go into everything. Is there one thing, one story, one uh, event that happened within the Hammer family that you would want to share that maybe didn't fit in the documentary or that you didn't get in the book. Does that make sense? It does. And and I would say, save that for the next book. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Casey, this was truly, I I think this documentary series is fantastic. Again, it's on discovery plus September 2nd and it's three episodes. I got a chance to see the first two. It's, it's very tough to watch, but also very eye opening. So anyone out there who's interested in watching it, uh, definitely check it out, but know that it goes into some pretty heavy, heavy stuff. Um, are you nervous at all now that it's coming out? Are you nervous? I would, I feel like I would be nervous a little bit because they still do have people have money and power. Exactly. But again, I, the minute I start giving into fear and living my life afraid, right. That's when they take my power. And that's the last thing I'm ever going to let a hammer do to me again is take my power. Wow. Uh, Casey, thank you so much for chatting with us here at Everything Iconic. You can find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you all so much for listening and check out House of Hammers September 2nd on Discovery+. Plus. Casey, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day.